Hello everybody. Welcome to episode 4 of uh, Saffron Lens podcast. Today we are going to talk about National Green Tribunal and the issues and chaos that it has caused in the recent times and also in the past. What is National Green Tribunal? It was set up as a part of a uh, law, the National Green Tribunal Act that was passed in uh, 2010 to effectively expedite and dispose of cases related related to environmental protection and conservation of forest what is this uh, ngt and who are all members of it so uh, ngt is currently led by adarsh kumar goel and it has total of six members three judicial members and three experts currently the uh, three experts are all of uh, indian forest service uh, members uh, who is uh, now on deputation to the ngt so let's talk about who all this uh, person so The person who is leading Adarsh Kumar Goel is uh, former General Secretary of Akhil Bharatiya Advikata Parishad and he was appointed into uh, High Court of uh, Punjab by in 2001 by BJP government and they did this after ignoring the intelligence bureau's report on him being corrupt and the president had already rejected his report. so you have a corrupt person sitting in green tribunal and who is uh, advently or inadvertently pushing the project thesronica intention so could be that he took money and uh, is doing it or is just doing it without your knowledge of what he is doing there is something that we would have to dig into but uh, in, uh, in india one of uh, most protected groups are the uh, judiciary people in the judiciary and not much has been uh, even the executive wing of indian constitution is struggling to uh, get, uh, get some uh, monitoring technique or uh, to have them accountable which is still not uh, a success now let's see what their uh, website says about their national green tribunal so uh, they were formed in uh, or established in 181010 under the national green tribunal act 2010 and it's a self uh, regulated uh, organization and uh, it is not bound by any code of civil procedure uh, 1908 so the tribunal is dedicated to uh, check into environmental uh, matters uh, provide speedy uh, environmental justice and will produce burden of litigation in the higher courts with respect to environment okay and the tribunal is mandated to uh, dispose of all the applications and appeals within 6 months of uh, filing and if you look at their uh, pro- process of work uh, the methodology of uh, ngt it says that uh, NGT uh, entertains uh, uh, letter petitions which bring light to instances of uh, substantial environmental damage you should all remember the substantial environmental damage the term because uh, we are going to talk a lot about it in the uh, in our uh, episodes uh, later stage so according to them anybody can uh, file an uh, petition with them with uh, relevant documents and uh, get it done so there are a lot of possibilities here like the uh, since the project thesronica guys who are driving it are uh, have uh, are well endowed with uh, the financial uh, side of things so they could be filing petitions left right and center let's say uh, if someone uh, if this tribunal gets a 100 petitions saying that okay this is bad and this is that this is that this is that like in the case of firecrackers then they would obviously take that up seriously even though the uh, even though this uh, fireworks doesn't fulfill the the statement uh, what we just saw substantial environmental damage even though it doesn't fulfill that 
there is a lot of complaints coming in and so they are bound to take action to it so it could be either that or even they are a part of uh, this this cabal of uh, project testonica so viewers uh, let's look at some of the uh, brilliant ideas recommended by ngt to save our environment and uh, stop pollution so one of the recent one is the firecracker ban that you guys all know and uh, in the past uh, they have also uh, got themselves involved in the sterilite uh, uh, pollution uh, issues some of them that they have recommended right now which uh, most people would would see or uh, think of it as something that's not a big deal but could still have an impact on how our dharma works and how the uh, belief system works is uh, these two these three explore alternative to traditional crim- uh, crimination techniques what does that mean i mean uh, we hindus have uh, uh, we usually burn or uh, dead terminate them and uh, probably uh, take their uh, ashes and mix it mix it in the river or uh, mix it in the ocean or something like that they they want to uh, that to be stopped and find an alternative method for that and uh, second one uh, one of the ridiculous things that they recommended is no mantra chanting in amarnath cave and you cannot use a mobile phone there you might be wondering what does that has to do with mantra chanting and the caves so we'll discuss about that uh, in a bit third one is no chat puja at sarabar lake kolkata so let's uh, see uh, in, uh, deep into what is uh, going on here so uh, when they talk about alternative cremation methods for hindus so this is the reason what uh, this is their uh, direct statement made by ngt in quotes uh, the issue involves the question of uh, <coughs> faith and cir- circumstances in which people live it is therefore responsibility of the men who lead particular religion leaders to steer the faith in a direction so as to change the mindset of people practicing their faith and to make them adapt adopt practices that is uh, not environmentally uh, that doesn't cause any environmental issue and they also added that this uh, uh, burning is causing uh, the forest cover is sacrificed and obnoxious gases are uh, emanating from the burning of human mortal remains and pollutes air so to a common man it does look like a serious issue when uh, you are talking about uh, pollution and uh, things as such but when you see a comparative data there would definitely be cases where there are more uh, there are other streams or other things that would cause a lot more pollution than when you burn a single human body in a, a day so it's a, if you look at it in an isolated manner then it's just that uh, it is causing an uh, pollution that's definitely can be established but this is not an isolated world the world is not just about uh, burning human bodies there are factories there are vehicles there is uh, the issue of uh, people when they people burn the paddy husk and all those things are there so if if taken one single thing as an individual then that's definitely going to uh, look like a big but you have to do a comparative study of uh, pollution because pollution is not just caused by this one particular instance there is a lot of other instances too and uh, one more thing that you guys have to look at is the fo- uh, their uh, quote about how the forest is sacrificed i mean their uh, their uh, statement is much like you are burning down a whole forest to burn one human body that is not there after uh, having been to my share of criminations and uh, 
burying uh, one of my loved ones burning one of my uh, criminating one of my loved ones i would say it's not and the obnoxious gas is being emanated how bad is it we all know what happened with the uh, bhopal gas tragedy right is it that bad compared to what uh, the gopal uh, gopal gas tragedy did i guess not so these are some of the arguments that they give which you uh, would feel that it's really really stupid in a sense uh, but again uh, that hasn't stopped anybody from uh, doing what they would like to do now coming him back to the next second point that they mentioned no mantra chanting or mobile phone usage in amarnath ke well i do ag- I have to agree to that uh, no mobile phone usage because i really feel we shouldn't be using the electronic devices in uh, spiritual places where it could interfere with the spirit's sanctity and uh, and its vibrational field but no mantra chanting how does that make any sense the reason the uh, ngt gave while giving out that order was mantra chanting could cause an avalanche well i don't know if the land is so fragile that it, uh, some people uh, chanting a mantra could destroy an environment i actually don't know much about uh, those places what happens in those places so you guys would have to uh, enlighten me about that mantra chanting i don't think it causes earthquake or avalanches in any place third one is no chat puja at sarobar lake kolkata the mayor uh, firhad hakim fi- has filed and i think it was uh, last week november 14 november 16th when it was, the puja was supposed to happen and i think they have stopped it i'm not sure of the latest update on it so these are some of the genius ideas they had to save the uh, country and the world from uh, environmental pollution if you actually look at the statistics of uh, how many uh, uh, percentage of pollution is caused by all these things and the whole uh, pollution statistics you would probably realize that it's at a very negligible amount of uh, pollution that is being caused i'll uh, give you uh, some data on how that is how i came to that uh, judgment so uh, let's take the case of uh, firecrackers and what is the reason for uh, pollution in delhi okay so let's see a uh, break up of all the pollutants specific to delhi just for this uh, sample case so biomass and waste burning it costs around 10 percentage road dust causes 40 percentage of the pollution industry 20 percent transport 20 percent others 10 percent guess where the firecrackers would come under the others 10 percentage of it. and in that 10 percentage i'm sure that uh, firecrackers would probably hold something that's less than 2 percentage or around that so you uh, so as per the ngt's logic uh, if you ban something that causes 2 percentage of pollution among a 100 percentage automatically the rest of the thing gets uh, neg- negated that's uh, same the logic behind it because if you really want to stop pollution you can uh, give out an order that you cannot use uh, biofuels or uh, biogas running uh, vehicles inside the national capital limit which which actually causes 20 percentage of the pollution isn't that a good uh, idea or you can uh, regulate the biomass or waste burning which also again causes 10 percentage if you have to regulate these two you can at least achieve a 30 percentage which could cause a significant change rather than banning something that causes really really insignificant percentage of pollution that's uh, uh, doesn't make much of a sense here let's take another case for uh, the sterilite industry that they have closed down let's see what has happened there 
they have uh, closed on sterilite and they have fined them and according to sources the fine was for something that they uh, technically missed or uh, some renewal of license or something related to that so the fine was not on causing the pollution fine was for not uh, getting their license on time or something else that that's one point that i'm sure but let's see the area where uh, sterilite is in tutukuri or tutukuri for uh, the english uh, listeners how that's mentioned by britisher so this particular place has fertilizers and food processing units 13 of them are there okay iron or iron or iron and steel industry one is there uh, rare minerals processing units there is one cement factories you have two paint plastic and chemical factories you have seven and sterilite is not included in this list okay sterilite is just one and you have other 20 25 other factories that release uh, air, uh, cause air pollution and water pollution and water table uh, pollutants but sterilite was the only thing that was banned and they also said that one of the reason for banning is that it causes a lot of uh, harm not just air pollution also the water table is affected and they give you a lot of other reasons if that is the case for uh, banning uh, or stopping sterilite industry from functioning ideally they should have banned all this uh, factories that is running in those places so pollution or their concern for pollution and environment is not the reason for banning all these things that's definitely not the reason again there is always uh, uh, the attempt to convert the world to one specific god's uh, religion behind all this activity i'll hope to talk about a lot of this in the coming episodes uh, we will talk about the impacts of what all these things are having and all these things in the upcoming episodes for now uh, i'll leave you guys with this not every uh, good intention should uh, end up in a, a good way because uh, if you uh, think or uh, look at all this issues that we discussed in this episode in an isolated way it definitely seems uh, really good but end of the day it's uh, actually as insignificant portion of what we are trying to control and uh, it uh, it is not the intention uh, it is not in right intention to ban all this thing thank you all Uh, i'd like to talk to you guys uh, more about it in the coming episode see you then thank you